0: I'm Rob Killjoy. I'm Lance Lude, and we are the, the Ugly, Ugly Ducklings. Ducklings. And you're listening to the Wrestling yeah. Brothers, Brothers podcast. It's Wrestling Brother. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Wrestling Brothers podcast. Stay tuned for Wrestling Brother.
1: Welcome in, everyone, to the Rastlin Brothers podcast. You're listening to episode 18. My name, of course, is Will Selby here in Lexington, Kentucky. We've got another brother on the line with us today. We've got Machine Gun Kyle in. Kyle, <laughs> what's up, Kyle?
0: How's it going?
1: So, Kyle and I met through a mutual friend, uh, Logan. And uh, over the weekend, Logan loved through one of the coolest shows Well, the last two weekends.
0: Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, he... You know, he put a lot of effort into those shows, and I, you know, I helped him out with the flyer, and, you know, I've, I've been around since he started really trying to put it together and it was nice to see how well it came off there's a great crowd a lot of great bands
1: shout out entertainment delivered all right absolutely absolutely so let's jump into we're talking wrestling brother because that's what it's all about on this show the wrestling brothers podcast uh but of course we open up with a little bit of the over the top rope segment we like to start the show with and the first thing i'm going to talk about kyle and and this broke over the week shane mcmahon almost died
0: oh my god i know that's crazy.
1: So over the week, uh, I believe it was the 19th, uh, Shane McMahon's helicopter in New York had to make a crash landing just off the beach of Gilgo Beach. Uh, he was one of two people on board, and they interviewed him right after you know everything happened, and he and he looked like he just came out of a show. He was like, you know, completely red, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the reporters actually said she actually asked she goes are you are you Vince McMahon's son and he goes yes yes I am and she goes I I, I just had to ask that and I'm just I'm thinking like that was the most hilarious ironic thing
0: (laughs) did you have to ask that
1: (laughs) like a billion dollar man like being asked hey is that your dad like like, I bet he just wanted uh, to be like, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, get out of my face. Are you serious or right now? I Just crash. Yeah. <laughs> Literal so, helicopter crash, and you asked me if Vince McMahon's my father.
1: Gosh. So, thank goodness. <laughs> Good old Shane O'Mac, dude. You know, of course, we'd love to see him take another fall off the cage or some sort of spot yeah. somewhere. Uh, but, oh, wow. Hello. Um,
0: time for the one time?
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, it's Nick, it's Nick. Shout out Lexington, Kentucky. Nicholasville Road. I'm on one of the busiest roads in in Lexington. Those that live in Lexington or know Lexington. Uh I'm sorry. I live, you know, on a busy street, so you're going to hear some <laughs> sirens. I apologize. Uh but back inside, of course, thank God the wings of the Lord were with Shane uh in this helicopter crash. These are typically helicopter crashes 9 times out of 10. <laughs> you're dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so, not an easy one to survive.
1: So shout out uh, to Shane McMahon and the people that were able to, you know, catch up to them. I guess they called, they made a mayday call right before the, the, the helicopter went down. But my goodness. Yeah. Thanks, so thanks for before we go into the next topic, Kyle, I want you to kind of give the, uh, the listeners at home and, and the brother brothers a little taste of, you know, give us your, your start in wrestling. Like, you know, when did you start watching wrestling? And what, what's kind of your favorite era?
0: Uh, well, let's see when I was a child, I mean like three and four years old, my cousin, Tony actually got me into wrestling. He did independent wrestling himself, a very, you know, very small place right up the street from him. So I got to see him wrestle and you know practice and learn. And he was constantly watching WCW. Um, he really, he introduced me the first people i remember ever seeing he had a poster of the the road warriors on his wall and you know that's just watching seeing that was cool enough and then all, once i got to see all of his magazines he had a ridiculous collection of videos and whatever so he got me really into that as a child and i f- i followed it all the way through my teens through the you know the attitude era i mean i i would be a liar if i didn't say that was my favorite era uh, <laughs> We all have
1: a soft spot
0: for the Attitude (laughs) Era. I mean, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is still, to this day, like my top guy. So that whole era where he was really killing it means a lot to me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I really love the early 80s wrestling. Just uh, before the territories were really crammed into one thing. Right. Uh, it was nice seeing the, the days of, of a simple gimmick that could get over, you know, it, it, even anybody like Ric Flair or uh, the, old, the old blonde Sting, the Stinger. Dude, uh, classic
1: <laughs> Southern wrestling, WCW, yeah. goodness gracious. Well, cool, man. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I think everybody, you know, most of the time when you talk to most original fans, it's normally the 80s or, you know, the Attitude Era. You know, it, it's going to be kind of cool. In a couple of years, to really start meeting some people that kind of grew up in that era that happened after the Attitude oh, yeah. Era. And, uh, you know, kind of see how their perspective of the business is, you know, is going to be different. Of course, it probably will be kind of shitty, but uh, because, you know, <laughs> of course, that's kind of what it was then. But, you know, it, it's always cool to hear everyone's perspective and where, you know, they they, they started watching and, and how they started watching. It's always a really cool thing. So, cool. So awesome, and, and Kyle, Cal, uh, of course, you know you can follow the show, the Wrestling Brothers podcast, on Twitter at Wrestling Brother. Uh, where can they find you on Twitter, Cal? Uh,
0: on Twitter, you can find me at Lurker Deluxe. Uh, all caps. Yeah, all caps. Just Lurker Deluxe, and then awesome. uh, I'm basically the same over any social media platform. So, awesome. Catch, and of catch me gonna, out there.
1: That's exactly, dude, and and you're part of a uh, a hip hop collective as well. Am I, am I correct there?
0: uh well it's actually just an art collective in general we uh there's a a few bands but it's really the same group of guys working in and out of each project we go by the name paranoia house um yeah you can find us online basically our biggest is facebook right now so facebook.com slash paranoia house
1: you guys have a sweet shirt out fuck heroin smoke grass uh really cool shirt (laughs) uh you can find those online too right
0: Yeah, those are actually available at uh, Paranoia House Big Cartel store, so just paranoiahouse.bigcartel.com.
1: Shout out, shout out, and of course, shout out to Nate Wells as well.
0: Oh yeah, that's my brother from another.
1: That's right, Nate and I had, uh, it's funny, Nate used to play in a band that uh, formed and used to play in my hometown in West Virginia, so we knew each other and probably passed each other in the streets back in the day, didn't even realize it, so shout out Nate Wells, Uh, he probably won't even listen to this podcast, but shout out Nate
0: he will.
1: I <laughs> uh, but anyway, back inside, of course, episode 18 of the Wrestling Brothers podcast. We're talking, you know, Battleground, of course. We will get to that here in a minute. But we were talking about uh, earlier, we talked about MLW Radio and, uh, and their company, Major League Wrestling. is putting on a show called One Shot down in Orlando, Florida, in Guilt Nightclub, October the 5th. Tickets just went on sale. Main event coming out, Ricochet, and Shane Strickland,
0: oh man, how hype
1: are you for this?
0: I'm so stoked to see that i love I've been a ricochet fan for a few years now, and uh I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Strickland as well, but ricochet even oh, yeah. even even through the the prince Puma, all of it everything that dude does, I think he's really trying to uh, uh, uplift wrestling right now and do something different.
1: I'll be interested to see who kind of picks it up, like if Flow Slam goes after it, or if you know MLW Radio kind of goes to high spots, or if they try to play it up somewhere, you know, or they try to do their own thing, um, you know. I would, like, if that, I had like to put WWE. money down
0: I'd, if I had to put money down, I'd say high spots is who they're probably going to try to go through. And that probably, not,
1: you know, that's not a bad idea. But there's so many cool options out there available now. I mean, it's it, as oh long as more, it's available, and more every day. Yeah, as long as it's available, I'm cool. I'm cool. Oh, yeah. So
0: I gotta see that. I definitely gotta see
1: that. So let is let's start to unpack a little bit of the show that we watched last night, or you know, some of you guys watched today. Kyle watched today, but hey, it's okay yeah. as long as we watch it, right?
0: Hey, sometimes we all love work. It.
1: exactly. We all can't watch it live, you know? So we opened the show with the dark match of Aiden English and Ty Dillinger. Did you watch this? Did you watch the pre show? I did I, not I actually,
0: I did not actually. Uh, okay, cool. Awesome. No. So
1: we can skip right through that. Okay, awesome. Yes. So now just, you know, for the box score here, Aiden English defeated Ty Dillinger in 9 minutes and 42 seconds, okay? Shout out, you know, I am IWD right profightdb.com shooting me with the times there. Um <laughs> Aiden English and, and Ty Dillinger, it, it's another I mean, didn't they just fight at a pre-show at the other pay-per-view?
0: I believe so, and I honestly couldn't care less about either one of them.
1: (laughs) Are they are they just like the Roadrunner Coyote for the pre shows now? Is that what that is?
0: Yeah, they're just they're an appetizer, I think at this point.
1: Unbelievable, unbelievable! Dillinger was hot as as anything coming out of NXT Orlando, and they just they dropped. They
0: pulled the trigger too quick. I think
1: he should have stayed in NXT at least a little um, bit longer that's another show for the uh, mayor's council <laughs> yeah. uh but we opened the show with uh, with what i thought was a really probably <laughs> unfortunately for this show this is probably the match of the night uh will open with this show and i'm going to bounce around a little bit i'm not really going to go show pacing a little bit so sure. uh, if, if i throw you off kyle just kind of bring me back in but <laughs> kofi kingston xavier woods we do not get biggie uh defeat jay uso and jimmy uso To win the SmackDown tag team titles, Um, are they the first to do that?
0: Uh, (laughs) I, I, to defeat the Usos.
1: No, I think they're the first to win both.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. You're correct. I I believe they are actually. I think they're the first to win both. I, to be honest, this is like the one of the only things I enjoyed about the show. Yes. And I'm just happy to see New Day with the belts, like. Just a hard-hitting match. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can
1: tell these guys legit. There might be a little something there under the covers, you know, that, that might be a little stiff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it seems like there's a little real, real heat there. Yeah, I really think real so. And,
1: and I think that plays into it. And the tights, dude. Xavier and Kofi look great in like the pseudo macho WrestleMania oh, Seven tights, dude. They yeah, look they so good.
0: <laughs> they <laughs> they look always so look good. Have the they always come up with some hilarious way, and I I can I seriously I don't know what it is I just can't get enough of New Day. There, well,
1: and and you know people were, right before this everybody was kind of like, you know, do you break them up? What do you do? Me personally, nah. th- let them ride, dude. I think you can probably let them ride all the way into WrestleMania next year.
0: I th- I mean th- New Day may be one of the last classic, nearly stable tag teams you know in, I mean? like, in,
1: in a world where there's not a lot of stables uh and certainly not a lot of new days um it's it's really cool to see but but you know come on we got to do something with big e soon he is just god he's a
0: massive man <laughs> yeah i mean he could he could definitely use a, a singles run but i i don't know i feel like they need to just come up with a way to really showcase him a little bit more but I, I, really don't want to. I, I mean, you know, that's just me. I don't want to see them break up the new day. I think they could let that ride, right. like you said. Right. Uh, Usos, on the other hand, they are usually really boring to me. To be honest, it's been uh, really even, good. It's this uh, has been really yeah. good. I've really enjoyed what they've been doing. It's been fun. Some of it's a little cheesy, but that hey, that's wrestling. Sometimes. you, you kind of
1: have to do that. And and, yeah. and you know they they you know the rat battle was really cool with Wale. Um Absolutely. You know, and especially they went below the belt, which, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things like, you know, when you're in high school, you kind of know, like, you know, like something's going to happen, but, you know, you're going to do it anyway. So you just kind of do it. And it was kind of one of those things where that was very much the case, where they were just like, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and do this. And uh, and it worked, because even if it is a work, or even if, you know, they are working us, it still looked good on television the way they Absolutely. did it. So. Yeah, it looked um, great, I thought so to come to a head, you know, with this match at battleground and really (laughs) this should have been the main event. If you ask me, you know, had there not been a Punjabi prison match, I would have, you know, vouched for this to be, you know, the main event, but nonetheless, uh, Covey Kingston and and Xavier Woods get the pin here with, with one hell of an elbow drop from (laughs) damn near clearing the ring, (laughs) uh, in that elbow drop leap from, uh, from Xavier Woods. I was kind of surprised they let him get the pin there. What did you think about that?
0: Uh, I was surprised too, but I, you know what? I got to say, Xavier is taking a lot of big risks nowadays, it seems like, jumping as far as he has been. He did that once.
1: And, he did that once, that one jump twice. He got kicked in the face. Uh, yeah.
0: That was like the highlight of the night to me. That move and that whole sequence in general. Like jumping for, I honestly can't remember which Uso it was, but jumping for the man that was not in and getting fucking super kicked by the dude that was in was so well-timed. Like, oh, it, was it was the, so the most good. well-timed thing of the evening, I think. It
1: was so good. So, we, you know, we we get through that match, and, you know, I just want to get this match out of the way because I, I, really, I really had high expectations for this match, and it really didn't deliver. John Cena and Rusev in the flag match, um, first of all, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call something out here, and and I really think this was one of the stupidest things, uh, as I get retweeted by Rob Killjoy. Shout out to the Ugly Ducklings. Um, um, one of the coolest things and and weirdest things about this match was the way that they went out of their way to show that there were pedestals, and they had to take the flags from the pedestal and put it up on the opposing person's flag thing, which entailed. Somebody, you know, this poor guy who had to climb the ring, you know, had to climb the ropes to put these flags up. What did you think about it? Do you think that was planned? Do you think they fucked that up?
0: <laughs> uh, it, to me, it just looked, it came off like really poor planning. Uh, a lot of this whole night came off like really poor planning. I thought me. that
1: stagehand was going to like fall. Like legit, uh, yeah. I he was going <laughs> to fall when he was putting the flags up.
0: Like, oh, this dude, this poor guy's about to break his neck. Put the flag up. Right <laughs> right.
1: For a match that we're all going to hate. Oh, right. So, there w- let's, so <laughs> is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, is there anything here?
0: You know, <laughs> I'm going to say the highlight of my whole night is. Well, this is. Okay, I'll rephrase this. This is how I know this was a terrible show. I found more enjoyment out of. Flubs or silly things said by the commentators than I did out of most matches in the evening. And just the sheer amount that they had to remind people that getting the flag down was just the first step had me laughing the whole match. I mean, they just reminded people every 10 seconds, like, they still got to get the flags down first. Then they have to get them... Up to the up to their their spots on the on the ramp. Okay, like, like
1: it's so <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. It was like when they changed. What was it? They changed like right at the end. They changed the stipulation to the point where you were like, okay. Oh, it was the tag match a couple of months ago in the Raw pay per view with the Hardys and Cesaro and Sheamus, where they changed yeah. the stipulation in the cage match. Like right at the like they didn't even give any <laughs> indication that it was going to change. So it's like. Why now? Like, what in the world are we? What are they doing?
0: I. It seems like there's a lot of things floundering right now within the WWE when it comes, at least behind the scenes, right. and I think it's affecting the in-ring product at this point.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was really, I, I didn't really have high hopes for this, but I, sure, you know, SmackDown typically has been. Pretty solid, but, you know, I talked about it last week on the show, just a little tiny bit, because it wasn't a really long episode, and shout out to uh, George South again for that interview uh, for last Great week's interview, service. by the uh, way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was a lot of fun. He is... It was not long enough. I could have probably talked to him for another 20, 30 minutes. Uh, shout out to George. Of course, he doesn't have Twitter. Uh, God love his soul. He's got on Facebook, and he's got a website. So, you know, take care of George. <laughs> he's one of, our, one of our favorite legends. But, you know, I think that, you know, when it comes to the expectations of this match for John Cena and Rusev, you know, Rusev's coming back after kind of being, like, punched in the gut a little bit by Vince for cutting his hair – and now comes out and has a shit match with Cena. So I don't know where you go here.
0: That's really yeah. all my comments
1: on this match. So,
0: I mean, I'll i I have two highlights from the match. One is I always love to see a follow through on a table spot, like when they actually finally put somebody through a table instead of just setting it up and it never getting used. Uh, I you know so I was I knew it was happening, but it looked all right. I thought. And for at one point in time, for once, I was like, "Hey, hell yeah, John Cena!"
1: No, I, I completely agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a cool spot, the table spot. I'll give him that. It was a cool. Yeah, spot.
0: at least they followed through on it. But yeah, and of then, of
1: course, you know, you know, Philadelphia is not going to be shy to take a table spot.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then there, <laughs> this is not about the match necessarily, other than they zoom in on Rusev giving the accolade. Uh. And they just miked him grunting. And it was probably the funniest thing I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> so there's that, at least, about that match. Oh, Rusev and his grunting.
1: And <laughs> his grunting. So speaking of grunting, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin uh, were the second match of the night. And probably one of the biggest disappointments of the night as well. Uh, this match ended in tomfoolery with a DQ. Uh, Shinsuke taking a shot to the nuts. Um, yeah. After Shinsuke 12 minutes. Nakamura,
0: the king of strong style loses, or I mean, sorry, wins by getting hit in the nuts. Right. Are you right. kidding me? Three
1: years ago, if, you, if someone would have told you that, well, how would your reaction have been?
0: I would have told him to fuck off. I would have <laughs> been like, get, get out of here. I
1: probably would have laughed really, really <laughs> yeah. hard. Like, I'd have been dude, like of yeah, yeah shut up yeah you know yeah. One of those things uh, you know honestly <laughs> I <laughs> just I'm blown away at the fact that WWE has no clue what they have with Nakamura. I mean they they they're, they're going to fuck around and they're going to put him in these little rinky-dink um
0: they're killing These him feuds, they're, they're,
1: and he he's going to end up getting injured, and then he's going to end up walking away. And you know, here's time wasted that they could have put him together with you know guys. And I understand that they don't want to put him in big matches right away. I get that, sure. but there's still tons of talent on that fucking roster other than Dolph Ziggler and Baron fucking Corbin that he can fight.
0: Right. I do not like Baron Corbin at all. I never have. I I've tried to. I just can't. I can't get down with this guy. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, you you can't find anyone better to put against this guy to showcase the fact that he can actually wrestle and he has a very particular style. You did it in NXT. At least with that Zane match at TakeOver.
1: Well, and <laughs> we saw that. I mean, they just tore the house down. And I really think once WWE saw that, they are like, okay, he can never... Because ever since then, he's never had a match that good. Let's be honest. Right, Here come and the feds I don't. Again. Here come the feds. Woo.
0: <laughs> I don't think they've put him against anyone, particularly that they're they're willing to let him shine above that hard. And well, I, and I really can't believe they're not letting him just destroy Baron Corbin. Like I know the dude's Mister Money in the Bank.
1: Well, uh, typically the Mister money, money in the Bank, is Mister Money in the Bank Jobber. You know, like, he's the one taking the jobs, like. Right. But it's kind of a weird situation. They've been trying to build Corbin up like this new SmackDown Braun Strowman, which he is not even halfway there. But um, they're trying to, you know, his character is different than Braun in the sense that you know, they're trying to make him. But at the same time, I feel like there's still so much potential that we're not getting from Nick Nakamura, of course, and like we talked about, that we're just not going to get.
0: Oh, yeah. I, let, let me quote one of my best friends on this match. He he sent this to me today after watching the match. He says, it's weird to watch because G1's on day five and Kodo Ibushi's literally murdering himself in front of these crowds and Nakamura can't beat a balding five-finger death punch fan. Right. It makes no sense. It right, doesn't yeah. make any sense.
1: And I think that's why fans took to it the way that they did
0: absolutely i mean and, it's almost like how can you disgust. not be offended yeah when it's like so, yeah, i mean
1: you, any more it, takeaways from that match
0: i just want to see him stop killing shinsuke <laughs> that's yeah. all that's all i me have to too. say about it.
1: me too so one match that i was excited about and i thought for you know what it's worth given it they only gave it seven minutes and 14 seconds Sami Zayn and mike Canellis. what'd you think about that match
0: You know, for the wrestling factor, it was all right. It was a good match. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I thought so, too. I'm already a little burnt out on their relationship stuff, even though I know that's their shtick through everything, they, you know, TNA and all that that they've been through. That's cool. I get it. But I'm already kind of burnt out seeing it because it's not really making much sense to me right now. Uh, But it also is like scrambling to do something else with Sami Zayn.
1: Well, they've, they've got to go – he's got to go after a title. I think he's got to go after, like – he's got to be the next in line for AJ, I think. If they're going to – well, not AJ, but, you know, Styles. Yeah. Styles. Yeah, You know Owens. what I'm talking about. He needs to be the next in line for Owens. I can't even yeah. speak tonight. <laughs> um, in line for Owens. Because I think – obviously, they see something in him that they brought him up from not even going through NXT. They just brought him straight up. Um, oh, you know, yeah. Bennett's had plenty of in-ring experience. We know that um but oh yeah at the same dude can time, work yeah at the same time i think he's he's also ready to challenge for a belt this obviously I'm, is not going to get him there but um you know i think he could
0: i totally agree i it's just kind of weird to me that i think there's people within you know nxt that are ready to move up and have a serious chance in the main roster and it's weird to me to just bring somebody in for this goofy storyline with Sami Zayn. It, it's almost equivalent to bringing someone in specifically for the fashion files. Right. Uh, like, it doesn't it, make we sense. We never
1: did, speaking to them, we never did get a, an answer uh, last night. We just got that creepy, which was really a cool creepy cutaway of them being like dragged away. Obviously, yeah. it's 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 obviously Harper and Rowan, obviously, I'm hoping.
0: Right? That's, yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards for sure. Um, I, it's entertaining. I'm not going to lie. It's super goofy, but it, was it makes me laugh. The end. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: creepy at <laughs> the end.
0: Yeah. It makes me laugh every time. So i am keep doing it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, Bring yeah, us another the, season.
1: Right. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> they did the Texas Ranger, they've been doing the X files. Like it's been great, dude. I've been yeah. like loving every second of it. Uh, shout out to uh Breezango, uh, really, really coming on strong little resurgence of their careers there. Um, So let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, the United States Championship match uh, that ended with Kevin Owens getting the pin in 17 minutes and 47 seconds. We talked about it earlier, uh, about the schmoz that maybe happened uh, with this match. Overall, I thought this match was okay. It was not, absolutely was not Styles' best match in WWE. What were your other takeaways from this, Kyle?
0: Um, You know, I always love seeing... AJ and KO. Um <laughs> I just I don't know. I, this, one just, this one seemed dialed yeah.
1: in. This one seemed like they just they just you know dialed it in and something it, was just off.
0: It got cool at a point, I felt like like it started off a little shaky, and then I felt like it started to get a little better. And then when it got to like the like AJ on the top rope and owen's kind of avoiding it and then knocking him down where he supposedly hurt his shoulder whether that's true or not i don't know but uh that was once a weird a, spot on the apron yeah it was a yeah, weird spot. once that happened it sort of just fell apart to me like it just looked like what like what are you guys doing
1: yeah yeah it was very choppy i you know i was expecting a whole lot more from this i i kind of was thinking that Owens would walk away with it, but not in the fashion that he did. Uh, Of course, at the Uh, end of the match, when he gets the pin, you can obviously see, uh, you know, Styles' elbow or his shoulder was clearly up.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I definitely even, I rewound it a couple times, and I'm like, what are you doing? What, (laughs) like, the theme of the evening, basically, was that, what are you doing? That's not right. Right.
1: Well, you know... Again, typical WWE using two guys that three years ago, four years ago, were the biggest names in indie wrestling and were putting on five-star matches every time they touched the ropes. And now, you know, WWE, typical WWE, they have toned them down. Uh, They've taken them down to Coke Zero. um, Yeah. And and just, you know, turned the lights off. So it's turning the fans away. I've seen people on Twitter just completely walking away from the – the product oh, because you know especially guys that were really big into Steen, you know now kevin owens and and especially guys that followed you know aj styles amazing indie run there from you know a couple of years ago so it's great of course i love the fact that there's wwe shop merchandise on both these gentlemen available right now but the fact is they just don't know what to write for them
0: well, yeah, there yeah, well, this is my I'll give you my straight up opinion on the things that are happening in general across the board and the the whole product. they're the one thing that they've let go of, I feel like, is really, truly building up a storyline. Nice. they're They're trying to just breeze through storylines over a two week, three week period. Uh, Or they dig up little tidbits that were sort of a storyline before, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not taking that time to craft and build because these are weekly shows like, you know, when you break it down, it's sports entertainment, but it's also like theater, you know what I mean? There's gotta be reasons and, and real anger behind a lot of this stuff. And they're just not building any of that. And when they do get a cool thing, they break it up so quickly that it's just like, oh man, you really could have kept that going, you know, like, uh, even, even Owen's championship run coming out, wearing the suits. Uh, you know, I, I understand breaking up the best friends with Jericho and all that, but like, I, you know, I just feels like everything's moving a little too fast paced now. So when you get these people in the ring together, you're like, okay, I don't believe that they're fighting. Yeah, at this point, it just comes off like you've watered down these awesome characters. And you're like, okay, now you're mad at each other.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and, and really, it's been like a such a steep decline over like, like just the last like month or so for Smackdown. It was like they went from being the best television show to now being like, what the hell is this?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, they came out when that when the brand split happened again, or whatever they call it now. Um, when the that shake happened, up. yeah, the shakeup. When that happened, they SmackDown came out swinging. Like the show, it was a little goofy, a little weird at first because it was new. But it, you know, it started to become more entertaining pretty quickly. Like it was beating out Raw, in my opinion, of of entertainment level. Uh, but yeah, man, lately it's just been, a just, they fell right off a cliff. I don't, I don't really understand what happened. I don't know if there was some backroom action, somebody got fired or there's a new writing staff, but it is not holding up any longer. I don't feel like.
1: Yeah. Well, so let's move on to the women's match and a match that kind of was one of the biggest surprises of the night. Um, we had the Fatal 5-Way, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Flair, Lana, Tamina, and our winner, Natalia. What do yeah. you think about this, Kyle?
0: Uh, you know, this is another one where I was paying a lot of attention to the commentators. And the way they were, the questions they were asking Naomi, uh, like just about who she's you know really baiting the story like who she wants to fight who's this you know whatever uh who would she like to go up against and it was basically just like definitely not Lana like I hate Lana and I was like okay well we know Lana's not going to win this match I didn't think she I had no hopes of Lana winning that match uh but it just, like, they usually, the women have been more entertaining, I feel like, over the last year or so. And that match did not do it for me, personally. There's way too many submission holds in the midst of a elimination match. It's just kind of, like, nonsensical. But then they made it go over because she beat with two, Becky won with two of them.
1: I just wasn't into this match at all. It was really kind of short to me, 11 minutes for a fatal five-way. I just felt like it was kind of short. And, uh, you know, there was some good, you know, the, there was good work in this match, but I just was sure. not into it. But, you know, honestly, uh, I'm just I don't understand kind
0: of, Maddie winning.
1: Right, yeah, it's just, it's kind of a shock.
0: Yeah, I mean, I honestly really thought they were going to go with Charlotte. That's what I thought, personally. I knew Becky wasn't going to take it. But I thought they were going to go for Charlotte. Natty doesn't make any sense to me, but that once again, the theme for the evening. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening right now? right? Um, well,
1: I, so Natty and Naomi and SummerSlam, do you think Natty wins?
0: Uh, you know, I want to say no, but judging by the fact that Natty won tonight, I have no idea what their plans are for her, but I really am not like, like, I'm not thrilled about either one of them.
1: Seeing as they just gave her that big glowing belt, uh, I think Natty is just going to be a bowling pin here.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really understand what they're doing with Naomi. Uh, I don't dislike her, but she's not like particularly special to me, like charisma wise, at least character wise. But uh, yeah, I don't see I don't see Natty taking it. It seems like Natty always gets like pretty close, and then and then it's like, all right, go away for a while. <laughs> right. Then then we'll use you again, and then okay, go. You know, she's she's like the female Ziggler.
1: Which I'm glad you mentioned him because where the fuck is Ziggler?
0: I don't know, man. I feel like he got a vacation or something. He was just like, ah, I got to take a break from this.
1: Someone mentioned he wasn't even at Battleground. He wasn't even in the back.
0: I believe it. I mean, he might. It wouldn't surprise me at any point if he was like, okay, I'm done here. Because, I right. mean, they're, not, they're just kind of using him occasionally for this, that, or the other thing. But
1: He'd be a big draw in the Indies. He
0: could, oh, he absolutely. He'd do pretty
1: well. He could probably clean up.
0: Oh, yeah, I think he'd make good... He'd definitely make good money. I, anybody would be stupid to pass... You know, same situation with Cody. Ziggler went indie. Definitely people would be clamoring to have him and let him actually wrestle.
1: I, I can honestly see Vince thinking this is the best idea of all time.
0: Oh, 100%. That has Vince written all over it.
1: Like, I, I can see the the war room of Vince and... Uh, doot, 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 and uh, and all those other guys, Road Dog and, and and those guys sitting around going, how can we make this better? Let's bring in the great Kali, a guy who never even deserved to hold the championship belt and got us into this whole stupid Punjabi mess in the first place. Let's bring him back.
0: Sounds like a brilliant idea. Terrible so, idea.
1: Very terrible idea. I mean, it might be the most terrible idea of all time.
0: I'll be honest though, I was not excited for this match. I do I'm not a fan of either one of these wrestlers personally. Uh I the biggest compliment I can give to even Randy Orton is like he's really good at hitting the RKO. <laughs> Other than that, he does not like he does not interest me. I don't like his like his attitude. I, I don't like him on the mic. I did that last the promo last week where he climbed up the prison like you know you really want to be locked in here with me (laughs) like I was like dude this is corny please stop this like and I'm not I dude I cannot get into gender Mahal really really at all yeah I'm trying but like I feel like every week he comes out and says the exact same thing and it's starting to sound like Romans uh, I'm the guy. Gotcha. Stick, like, But it's just a lot longer with two extra dudes saying the other same shit every week. It's just kind of like, okay, I get it. Modern day Maharaja, okay, so, I get it.
1: So gender wins there, and we round out the show, Battleground. and Kyle, if we could wrap this up, put a bow on it. Uh, I'm going to give this show a C-, and I feel like I'm being nice. Um, typically don't do a, a grade, but I, I just... This one was bad dude it was bad
0: yeah i'm i mean i'd have to go with a solid d maybe a d plus but it was just not it was not good not good sorry so, sorry guys, sorry guys so, not a good show so
1: typically uh you know kyle you know we definitely want to have you back on the show but typically at the end of our shows we do a a wwe network pick and it's kind of a um we give our listeners something to go watch. So I'm going to put you on the spot. And is there anything on the network you would like to recommend to our listeners tonight?
0: Well, uh, anything but battleground. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to have to go with one of my favorites to go back and watch is uh, Halloween Havoc. 06. It's uh, I'm sorry. It's Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio, I believe. Yeah, it's '06. Or I'm sorry, '96, 6 I'm out of my mind. <laughs> uh, um, it, the whole the whole pay per view is entertaining, but that match, Eddie and Ray, is a very, very, very good match. Awesome. One of my all time faves.
1: Awesome. And my, my pick is probably good. It's kind of a bland pick. It's not, there's not really much to go into, but I just recently watched the documentary on the Dudley boys and, uh, straight out of Dudleyville.
0: That's a good one. And,
1: uh, they just, I just noticed that that was on there and, uh, that was a cool, it was a cool watch. So definitely check those out. So, so, Machine Gun Kyle, we appreciate you you <laughs> popping in uh, to episode eighteen for the Rasslin Brothers podcast. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Rasslin Brother. You can follow me at I am Will WV. You can follow Kyle at Lurker Deluxe, all caps on that. And uh, of course, we always uh, enjoy your enjoy a visit from Kyle here, and we'll hope to have him back on the show again soon, man. Thanks a lot.
0: Oh no problem. I'm I'm glad to come back anytime.
1: All right, and as usual. Uh, Expect a new episode from the Mayor's Council this week from NXT as we talk the fallout uh, from this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening. Thanks
0: for listening. Stay tuned for more wrestling,
1: brother.